Hey, y'all. Welcome to the introductory episode of the Late Night Vision Show. I am one of your hosts, Jason Robertson, and I've got my co-host here. Uh, many of you may already know who he is from YouTube, uh, Hans East Texas. Hey, Hans. Glad to have you. How are you tonight? Hey, Jason. Man, this is awesome. I, I tell you, broadcasting to the world from the, the tiny town of Ben Wheeler, Texas, and also from Appleby. And I tell you, most of the people listen have never heard of those two places. And I know they hadn't <laughs> been there for, for a fact. <laughs> so. no, that's exactly right. Yeah. And uh, they're, they're probably not missing a whole lot. So that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, well look, uh, I tell you what, we're really excited about this podcast. Uh, I think that we've got a lot of great things in store, but let's just go ahead and start off. Hans, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about how you got into uh, night vision, night hunting, hog hunting. Just tell us a little bit about that. Right. You know, that's uh, it, it really, it, it, I, I didn't start really hog hunting just for fun. It was, um, we had a lot of problems with the properties that we have around here, uh, family's land. We, every year it kept getting worse and worse. Mm -hmm. You know, we we're running tractors out on the, on the properties and, you know, you get stuck in a big old sinkhole uh, and right. not just with the hog hunting, but any type of night hunting, predator hunting, uh, you know, we've got a lot of cattle around here and we've got a, a bad problem with coyotes uh, and, and not just with hogs tearing up land, but with care, uh, coyotes, um, you know, coming in and uh, uh, killing cattle and, and different other types of animals. So really uh, my father-in-law came to me, uh, several years ago mm -hmm. and said, Hey, um, we got to do something about this problem. You know, we're, we're, our land's getting tore up, you know, people around us, their cattles are, di you know, disappearing or, or, or getting killed because of coyotes. And he said, I need you to, to do it. He said, I don't want to do it. Uh, but you're a young man. You need to go out and you need, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you need right. to take care of it. And, uh, you know, so what I did, I, I went out and got me the a digital night vision infrared scope started off on that. And, uh, from there, I, uh, my brother-in-law got a thermal and I looked through that for the first time and I was hooked. Absolutely. I got into thermal hunting and I tell you, um, ever since then, every night, uh, at least, uh, for a couple hours a night, I'll, I'll go out and check around in our fields. And I do that every night that I'm in town, that I'm not off somewhere sure. else, but, uh, really got doing that. And I, you know, the technology got better and, uh, they, you know, now we have the ability to record our hunts and the technology and so, got less expensive too. And less expensive just, yeah, and, and getting, yeah. And getting better. Well, you know, then we were starting to record our hunts and, and I was really just sharing that with my buddies around here in East Texas. And they, they thought, man, that, that is cool. You need to share that on, on YouTube. Mm -hmm. And I never, that concept really never came. <laughs> it wasn't even, didn't even cross my mind. Uh, I started kind of looking around and, and seeing that there was uh, a few people that were doing it, uh, not a ton, but a few. So I started posting some videos and uh, really um, you know, big on the, the forums and videos on YouTube and right. kind of got some good feedback from a lot of people. And it's, it's good to hear you know, from some other hog hunters and coyote hunters around the country, really sure. all over the world, uh, you know, that you connect with. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, really just being able to share what we do here, why it's not just showing the hunts, but why we do what we have to do. And, and that's, and what I think really that's something about. that a lot of people don't understand Hans is that, you know, and it's in the South and in Texas, mm -hmm. uh, it, it is, it's the hogs and we've got to do it uh, as well as right. coyotes, but especially up through the Midwest, uh, you know, the, the predation of, mm -hmm. you know, calves and, and other cattle, it is a really big deal. And I think that, 
uh, a lot of people just don't get that. And I think that uh, us putting out a lot of these videos and, and like, you know, you're doing all the time and showing these big hogs and them out there rooting. I think it really is letting the rest of the country and even the world know that this is not just fun. There's a problem right. going on. No, you're right, exactly right. And I tell you, you know, a lot of people ask, you know, why do you do this or why are you doing this? And I, the first thing I'll tell them is I didn't start doing this because of fun or for, right. because of sport. Sure. Uh, I did it because I had to do it and because we had to do it here. Uh, and, you know, just recently I, we had an episode where we had hogs, uh, about 20 hogs rooting up the front of our yard. My wife sends me a video <laughs> of hogs, you know, a 200 pound hog, 10 feet from our front porch. Yeah. And, you know, that uh, that is a uh, an inconvenience when you're talking about having to you know fix a yard. But you know I have two young daughters. I've got a ten year old and I've got a six year old, and they run around our house out in the yard all day long. And uh, it's a scary thing when your daughter runs in and say, "Daddy, there's a big hog right by my swing set." <laughs> you know uh, that yeah. that really uh, raises the hair up on the back of your neck. So. Uh, you know, uh, Jason, that's really how I got into doing it. And I know sure. a lot of what you do and you and I talk a lot about it, uh, of why we hunt, hog hunt, but it's really, um, we do it here, uh, because we have to do it. So start putting out the videos. Like I said, got uh, some really great response. Uh, and then you and I got partnered up, uh, on this deal and, and, uh, doing a yeah, lot we, of good things on with reviews. So a- absolutely. And, you know, I think my story is going to be very similar to yours. Um, I live on uh, our own property, live on family land here, and we've had hogs for, you know, 20 years out here, but it's just gotten worse and worse over the years. And, you know, we didn't have night vision. In the old days, we were using, uh, you know, white spotlights, uh, you know, Q-beam lights and plugging them into cigarette lighters. We didn't even <laughs> yeah, have, exactly. We, we literally <laughs> did not even have rechargeable I mean, we were having to plug them into cigarette lighters. Well, that's that's East Texas side where they're duct taping the flashlight on the rifle. <laughs> that's it. Hey, man, that, we've that's all it. been there. We've we, all yeah, been absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and it wasn't that long ago. It doesn't feel like. So, yeah, yeah exactly. times have changed. But so, you yeah. know, it, it is. Um, I think that uh, it's a similar situation. I got into it by necessity. And, uh, you know, for those of you who don't know, I'm the owner of Outdoor Legacy Gear. I've got an online store. And we basically specialize in night vision and thermal imaging and accessories. And that's all we do. And I've been in this business for uh, several years, uh, five or six years. And, you know, night vision and thermal is it. And it's a fun business to be in because, you know, we're getting to actually use all these products right, and, and I'm exactly. getting, you know, getting to work with people like you <laughs> getting to do reviews. But so, so, you know, there is that other side of hog hunting and coyote hunting that there is fun to it. But at the same time, I know exactly what you're talking about when I get out here in my pastures and I'm having to bush hog right. and, you know, nearly turning my tractor over, you know, just, it is hard on equipment and it's just a, a real issue. And I tell you what, I mean, you can't even walk across, you know, where some of these hogs. Are <laughs> you know that. Remi- yeah, that reminded me of a story. You and I are talking on the phone, and you're walking out to shoot a hog. Well, you got <laughs> was, all your gear. I was hoping you weren't going to tell this story, but right, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to tell the story. We got to <laughs> no, tell I it know now, you man. Are. I know. You know, you're carrying your rifle. You got your gear. You got your 
uh, I'm gonna give you a hard time. Your your purse, your man purse strapped well, around. Man, your that is a that is a hog hunting side slam. Uh, uh, it's, yeah, it's exactly. OD green. It's so it's come you, you on. know you're walking. Yeah, you're walking through and and you're like, oh crap! And uh, you managed to hold on to the phone, but you step in a big hole and end up dropping everything. I did. I went face. Yeah. Face first with uh, an AR-15 <laughs> slung across me, a very expensive thermal scope, a phone in one hand. My my knees and elbows were wet and muddy, but I, I still had the phone to my. You ear. did. I was, was impressive. You didn't drop the phone. You didn't miss a lick no, talking to me. No, uh, but I can tell you dropped everything that you had in your hands. Absolutely. <laughs> and that, there you go. It's just another example of uh, you know the destruction of these fields. So yeah, but you know I'm the same way. Um, when I got into this, uh, I started using digital night vision as well and was just absolutely amazed uh, at what you could do for 500 bucks. I mean, right. like, oh, my goodness, I can see at night. I can uh, at that time, that scope would only see about 100 yards, but good gravy. I could see at night and shoot hogs and uh, oh, just, yeah. you know, amazing. And so anyway, obviously, like everybody else, I mean, we've, you know, just upgraded over the years and, you know, Technology has changed and gotten less expensive. And like I said, now I'm in the business and have been. But uh, it's it's a lot of fun. But it is nice to be able to thin this population of hogs mm -hmm. the best that we can. And you know, here's the other thing. I mean, Hans nor I, we're not against trapping and all these other things. I think that that night vision thermal imaging is just another tool in the toolbox. It takes everything. Uh, mm -hmm. you know, trapping. We've got guys that that come through our place and run them with dogs a couple times a year. We're, we're seriously, whatever it takes to get rid of them. Right. Any, any way we can do it, uh, you know, like I said, uh, and like you said, you know, we've got dog runners out here. We've got trappers. Um, and really thermal, I think, has made it where we can be uh, uh, most, uh, you know, uh, aggressive with it and most productive with, with getting a, a large number of hogs eradicated out of the area and it's already done a, a, a pretty good dent but i'm telling you um you know here on our property i've got a bait hole that's you know 70 yards from my front door and i've killed gosh probably 150 hogs at one bait hole in sure. just the last several months so yeah you know yeah. and we were talking about thermal and the progression of of night vision and there's a lot of uh digital night vision hunters out there and, and we're going to talk a lot about that I've, I've used it uh actually just tested a scope uh, not that long ago digital night vision and uh you know that's something that again anything that we can use uh to to help us be more effective at night that's what we're really going to focus and talk about here but uh, you know when you talk about thermal uh and and people that have never been exposed to it before when i take buddies out and they look through the through for the first time they're like man i gotta have one <laughs> i right. gotta have it and i've got a lot of buddies that were big time uh deer hunters and everything else they get a thermal scope they that they forget about hunting during the day they don't know what you know to them that's not that's not funny they want to hunt at night. absolutely <laughs> and you know the other thing is is that and i hear it all the time i talk to guys and they say look i'm never going to be able to afford thermal even though it's less expensive than it was five years ago or even two years ago it's still way out of my budget and i get it i mean i absolutely get it and you know if you can save up and go to digital night vision it's absolutely better than that Q-beam spotlight. It's better than mm -hmm. taping that mag light to the barrel of your rifle. You, you know, right. and with, hey, and here's the thing. Just like that, that new Sightmark Photon RT that you tested the other day, 
you can see 250 yards. I mean, this stuff, right. the technology is getting better and better all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I dropped a hog on a run, uh, you know, took a first shot. Uh, he took the shot, ran, and dropped him on the run with the, the Photon RT. Absolutely. You know? and, and before, a few years ago, you would shoot once and, you know, <laughs> that was 30 it. seconds later. <laughs> So the de- technology in all of these types of night vision scopes is getting much better. Yeah, it has. Well, look, we can tell hog hunting stories all night. And, and you know, that's part of what we're going to do on this podcast. But let's just go ahead and uh, just tell everybody a little bit about what we're going to do in this podcast, what the point of it is. Uh, and it is going to be telling hog hunting stories. That's going to be part of it. I'm telling you, I, I walked in 30 minutes ago. I and I was like, I got to do a podcast with Jason. So I got to, I'm sitting here with mud on my jeans and uh, just wipe the, the mud off my hands on my pants. So, yep. you know, that's, we're going to tell lots of stories like that. Well, and the other thing is, is, you know, I think we need to talk about the name, you know, um, we're kicking yeah. back and forth this idea. And, and Hans <laughs> said, I like the late night vision show. And I said, what about the late night vision show? So we really, yeah. we, are, we are recording these late at night because it's, well, it's easier to yeah. do. We've, I mean, I've got a, a wife and a, a three-year-old and an eight-year-old as well. So got small kids. So it's easy for us to do these late at night. And uh, that's right. We may be interrupting these things, cutting them short to go shoot a hog. You never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you and I are, are, when we talk to each other, usually it's between, you know, 1030 and <laughs> one o'clock in the morning. Sometimes that's right. That's right. Talk. But you know, the late night vision show uh, really is, uh, kind of a spin off the some of these comedy shows that come on TV at night, you know, the late show or the the late night show. So, really, what we want to do this is a this is a place to to talk about the the thermal gear, the night vision gear that's coming out right now, all the all the scopes and optics that are coming out. But I'm going to tell you, uh, we're going to keep it very light. Uh, we're going to have fun. We're going to joke around. Uh, sure. As you can tell, we're going to kind of give each other a hard time because <laughs> hey. I'm going to tell you, I'm, I've been, uh, I'm an easy target. <laughs> I'm an easy target. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. so, you know, we're going to keep, uh, keep it light. We're going to have fun. It's, there's going to be some comedy. Uh, if you know J- Jason or not <laughs> at all, you know that That's we're right. jokesters. Uh, but also, right. you know, we're going to have some very uh, uh, pointed conversations about the hunts that we have, about what we're doing, about the gear we're using. And, you know, it's going to be, uh, with Jason uh, being connected and, and uh, co-hosting this show, he's got the inside information on a lot of this stuff that's coming out, uh, what's coming out down the road, what's coming out now. And, uh, you know, with you being able to get these scopes, uh, you're testing them. I'm testing stuff that's just now coming out on the sure. market or maybe haven't, hadn't even hit that we're demoing stuff. So we're going to get right. a chance to, to share with, with everybody listening uh, you know, some of this cool stuff that's coming out that, that's yeah. going to be available for everybody. I agree. I mean, that's one of the uh, the goals is that, um, you know, as I see what's coming down the pike, as I get wind of things, and once it is available for, you know, public knowledge, I, I want to, you know, announce it here. I want to say what I hear is coming, uh, even the speculative things that, Again, if it's not some sort of top secret, then, you know, I want to say it. I want to say, Here, <laughs> yeah. here's what sounds like this is a possibility of what's coming. But, yeah, as these new scopes come out, uh, my goal, uh, it, and, you know, Hans knows this, whenever I hear about a new scope that I think is going to be um, worthy, it's going to be something that's, uh, you know, 
something that people are really going to want to use. It's going to be a good scope. I'm getting uh, pre-ordered as fast as I can. Uh, my goal mm -hmm. is if I can to get a demo before they come out, I want to get that thing so that uh, not only, you know, just get it in my hands, but get it in Han's hands so that he can go out and test it as well. Because this guy is hunting every single <laughs> every night. Every single night. And he is. And, and, and that's, Jason, you know, that, yeah, when you see me a scope, it's like, okay, you know, this thing's going to get dropped in the mud. It's going to be thrown right. in the back of the truck. <laughs> so that's and, right. And you've always been great. You're like, man, put this ringer. Let's see what it can do. Let's see what it can't do. You know? That's right. No, I agree. And so we want to do that. We want to give you the the first look at all the scopes that we can. And because both Hans and I are using all these scopes, we are able to give you a good idea of comparisons. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, uh, the same thing, just like Hans, I'm very blessed that my house overlooks uh, my pasture that's down in a creek bottom. My house sits up uh, high above it. It drops down about 15, 20 foot level flat in a creek bottom. So uh, I literally walk to my door multiple times a night. I like to say four or five times a night. My wife says 25 or 30 times a night. <laughs> yeah. and, and I'll yeah. look out there, you know, yeah. walk out there and, uh, you know, use my thermal monocular, scan the whole pasture. And so we're using stuff every night, just like, you know, Han said, if I'm at my house, which is about 360 days of the year, <laughs> I am using night vision. I mean, rain or shine, I'm out there using it. So really, what that does is it gives us the perspective of hopefully being able to give you opinions and real world use from somebody who's used something for more than five minutes. And right. I, I always say that there's not a night vision or thermal scope that doesn't look good during the daylight or at a trade show or whatever, but it's really, I never want to give people my opinion of something. Oh, I saw it at shot show. Well, sure, we're in a giant convention center. It's going to look good. But I want to know what it looks like in the pitch right. black looking 450 mm -hmm. yards across the pasture. That's what matters to me and right. I think matters to most people. Right. And and when we're doing these review videos and putting them on YouTube and, and you know, tying them to different hunting forms and stuff, it's about showing, uh, it's about showing you know, uh, some of these coyotes and hogs at different distances away so they sure. can kind of get a, a – a gauge of what they look like and and you know like i said what these scopes can do uh, and you know when we do a review it's an honest assessment you know yeah. uh it is this is what is good about it this is what's not uh this is who it's going to be good for and this is somebody that's challenged with it so you know really that's uh, it's about just putting that a scope uh, in front of the right person uh, under the right conditions. And that's uh, yeah. really what I hope to do with the, with these review videos. I agree. And, and, you know, I know that, and I've heard this before and I get it as the dealer myself, uh, you know, people will say, well, how can I trust you? Well, let me tell you something. If I have a fault, I'm, I'm honest to a fault. And if I don't like something, I'm going <laughs> to tell you. And there's some stuff that I don't like so much that I won't even do a review on it and tell you how bad it is. And if you call me yeah. and say, Hey, I'm looking for this. I'm like, you do not want this. And here's why, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, Jason, you'll, somebody will call you up ready to buy a scope and you can be like, well, I talked somebody out of a scope. <laughs> I'm a terrible salesman. I'm the worst salesman <laughs> yeah. in the world. But you know what? I, 
I don't, I don't want to sell somebody something. It's, it's that they don't need, or it's not a good scope. It's just, that's not the way I am. But you know, changing gears here, Hans, you know, I want people to know this isn't just going to be about scope reviews. We want to do a couple of those a month if we can, if there's Mm -hmm. new stuff out, what have you. But I also want to talk about, and not just our hunts, that's important too, but I want to talk about topical conversations, questions that you get asked on the forums or on YouTube or social media questions. I get Mm -hmm. asked on the phone and it's, hey, what about, you know, which caliber is best? Well, there's a topic I don't want to wade into, but we will. We're going to get (laughs) into open Pandora's box with that. (laughs) Exactly. I mean, and, and there's, I also know that, you know, night vision thermal imaging is night hunting in general is exploding all over the country right now. Um, and other parts of the world. And right. there's a lot of guys that, and I talk to them every day and they go, man, I, I've watched videos. I've read, I'm so confused. What is the difference in digital night vision and thermal? And we're going to talk about some of that. We'll, we'll give right. basic primers on that. And so if you've never even held one of these scopes, we want to throw some stuff out from time to time that will just be a basic overview and explain that for you. And again, we can talk about, all kinds of things. I and mean, we can talk about right. whatever suppressors or no suppressors. And, you know, again, calibers, AR 15 bolt guns. We can talk about it all. Yeah, you're right, Jason. We'll get into all that kind of stuff. And, and you know, we'll do this on a regular basis, but uh, what do you think about getting into a, a scope review? Sure. I say, let's go ahead and do all right. it. Well, let's do it, man. How about this? Uh, on the other side of the break, we'll start talking about the brand new top of the line scope from uh, FLIR, the PTS 736. All right, that sounds good. Hey, folks, stick with us. We'll be right back. Hey, y'all, welcome back to the Late Night Vision Show. Uh, you know, during the break here, Jason looked out his back door and saw about 12 hogs down in the bottoms down there. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, he's he's a lot better man than I am because he's back here joining us again for this, uh, for well, this next segment. It's, so. it's halfway against my will. I did not, <laughs> I did not want to be back here and uh, – uh, it was a big hog down there, yeah. and I really wanted to shoot him. And there was also some baby piglets. And Hans knows if there's one thing I like, it is baby piglets <laughs> because, you know, you shoot one of them in the head, cook the thing whole, you got some good eating. And so I am making sacrifices. Yeah. I'm through gr- gritted teeth <laughs> right teeth. now for, yeah. for, the, for the first episode of the Late Night Vision oh. Show. But I can't. I'm, I'm just going to tell you all now, I'm not making a habit of passing up hogs for this. Yeah. Show, so. Well, I told them to go shoot them, but I'm glad you're back. So, but we're going to get right back into this. And, and this is something that you can expect to hear from here on out. We're going to do this from time to time, but we're going to do our first scope review. And this is on FLIR's brand new uh, Thermosight Pro PTS 736. So why don't you just go ahead and run down, Jason, uh, briefly, some of the uh, the features and specifications on this scope. Absolutely. Well, you know, one thing I want to go ahead and mention is that the uh, Thermosite Pro line was actually announced by FLIR uh, late last summer, uh, early fall, and there's going to be three scopes in that series. The first one was released. Uh, it's called the uh, PTS-233. It was released at the end of the last year, and uh, it's been very, very hard to get, but it has been, you know, uh, the availability has been a little bit better recently. And the 233 is the entry-level model. Uh, It has a fixed focus, so you can't focus the objective lens. And it's got a small 19-millimeter objective. So it's a great entry-level scope, but it doesn't quite compare to the the ones we're fixing to start talking about here. But, again, $2,200, super popular scope. 
The next one in the line is the PTS 536, and it is not available yet. We're hoping uh, that it's going to be out maybe in the next 30 to 60 days. Don't have a, a good date for sure, but uh, we're hoping it's soon. It's going to be a four-power base optical magnification, and uh, it is going to have a 50-millimeter focusable objective. It's going to retail for thirty-seven ninety-five. Mm-hmm. And so the third and currently the, the last one in the thermosite uh, line, we know there'll be more in the future, but the, the third is the PTS 736. And all these scopes have been built on FLIR's new thermal core, which is the Boson thermal core. It's a 12 micron thermal core. And if you don't know what that means, just know that uh, the microns, uh, the smaller the number, the clearer the image is going to be for you when you're looking through it. And so 12 is actually the lowest micron level on any scope on the consumer market right now. So, I mean, that's just, uh, it's awesome uh, to get that. And the PTS uh, 736 has a 320 by 256 uh, core resolution. It is a 60 hertz refresh rate. It does have internal video recording. And that's a big deal now. seems like everybody wants, uh, you know, internal video recording, and mm-hmm. it is in there. If for some reason you don't want it, if you're one of those guys that said, man, I just don't have any interest in it, don't be scared away because you don't have to use it. I mean, right. it's, it's there. It's not in your way. It doesn't require any SD cards, anything like that. Uh, so uh, it does have that. One thing I should note is that none of the Thermosite Pros have microphones in the scope. So there is no audio, just video. Mm -hmm. But the big thing about the 736, and this is what I haven't mentioned, it has a 75 millimeter objective lens and it has a base optical magnification of six power. Uh, (laughs) Yes, six power. That uh, That is crazy high magnification. It's insane. It's insane. insane. And and for thermal, there's nothing else out there like it on the consumer market. Uh, It's very, very common for thermal scopes to be low magnification, one and a half, two and a half, uh, you know, three and four is is high magnification, but six six is, is just unheard of before the 736 in the thermal scope. So anyway, with that said, it's a great scope. Mm -hmm. A lot of cool stuff about it, but Hans, has had a lot of time, a lot of behind, time, a lot of time behind <laughs> the eyepiece on this, and so I'm going to kick it back to him. Let him tell us about some of his hunts with it, and then I'll chime in with some of my experiences in a little bit. Right. So you know, I had this scope for over three weeks, hunting with it every night. I put out three videos on YouTube about it. One was a full review, and I had uh, two separate videos that were that were hunts. We actually had James from uh, the uh, Guns and Chicken Strips YouTube channel come out and hunt, and I used that while he was using his Pulsar uh, Trail XP50. And I'm going to tell you, like I, I said in, in my full review video, uh, I want to love this scope. Pulling it mm-hmm. out of the box. I've, I've used FLIR uh, many times for a long time in the past. Uh, very happy with their products, the quality of their products that come out. And when I I was excited, probably more excited than anybody when this scope came in, I was finally able to get it and, and uh, slap it on my rifle. Uh, because when you pull it out of the box, you can tell that, big 75 millimeter <laughs> objective lens on that thing is just awesome. I mean, it, it looks great. I mean, and you know, 
um, that uh, when you look through it, it's going to be, it's going to have a, a great picture image, but I want, I wanted to love this scope. And I'm going to tell you my experiences with it, all the hunts that I took it on shot many, many hogs with it. Uh, and, and really the first thing I'll say is, uh, wow, that picture image is, is crazy good. I mean, it's, uh, it is, you know, now just to explain a little bit, a lot of the hunting I do here in East Texas is very close. It's, probably closer than what you'll find in other parts of Texas and other parts of the country. Uh, the majority of my shots are taken, uh, probably the closest shot I've ever, I've ever taken was at 10 yards and probably one of the, you know, the furthest shot I've ever taken is, you know, a little over a hundred yards. And then, and it's really because of the conditions that we hunt in. There's so many trees out here. There's, you know, we right. don't have, yeah, we don't have that many, uh, just big flat open pieces of land. It's hilly out here. There's trees. So you just don't get long range shots. I'm chasing through the woods after these hogs and shooting around trees and everything else. Um, but when I put that scope, uh, sighted it in easy. I mean, FLIR has always been easy to sight in for me. Mm -hmm. I'm just used to it. Uh, you know, took it out for the first time. And the first night that I had it, uh, I was able to draw down on about 10 hogs uh, at 45 yards away. And I'm going to tell you, when you lift up that scope with a base six power magnification on a group of hogs 45 yards away, <laughs> I'm going to tell you, <laughs> well, one of those hogs was about 296 pounds. And I yeah. swear he, he took up the whole screen <laughs> on that scope at 45 yards. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you can, you can count fleas on their back. Count fleas. I mean, <laughs> you can tell which way the hair was laying. You know, I could tell, you know, which side of the body he'd been laying in the mud on. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's how, that's how uh, powerful that magnification yeah. is. Um, the first thing I thought when I drew down on those hogs at 45 yards is man, this has got a crazy good uh, thermal image. The image of it, the yes. image quality is great. Um, it's the best scope. Uh, that I've the picture image that I've looked at that's been in that 320 yeah, uh, uh, range, you know, so it's, um, the, well, the picture... your, your videos, I mean, that you put out uh, on YouTube show that, I mean, they, they absolutely show that amazing clarity on those, those hogs. I think maybe a deer and whatever. So definitely. deer, yeah. Yeah. I got some hogs, uh, you know, I shot hogs at 45 yards, shot hogs at 70 yards, 80 yards, you know, the, the hogs that I shot at, the hog that I shot at 80 yards, I mean, again, it took up the majority of the, of the screen. So, um, but yeah, I definitely want to let that be known that the, the picture quality on this thing is amazing. And you'll be uh, very happy with the, the picture image. But I'm going to tell you, just to get into the, the, the gist of it, uh, for me, um, this is a great scope for somebody out there. But for me, uh, it's not something that I can practically use. And, right. and I say that. Uh, because of the fact of the base magnification. Uh, now, if you're hunting coyotes or hogs out, in, uh, you know, uh, West Texas or another part of the country where you're, you know, hunting hundreds, yeah, the, the, the Midwest, yeah, Midwest, yeah, where you're hunting uh, wide open spaces and you need a detection range from a long ways away, uh, this is going to be a great scope. But for me, the type of hunting that I do, uh, I found it a little bit difficult when I raised up that scope to to really get my point of bearing you know because yeah. I, I raised it up and it took me a, a second or two to figure out what i was actually looking at you yeah. know, because it was so the that magnification was zoomed well, in yeah, so the, much it's, it's a yeah the, the field of view is is narrow for when you're talking about 40 50 yards it yeah is. so if you're trying to take if you got hogs at 50 yards 
and you've got uh, you know uh, ten or fifteen hogs and a sounder in front of you, you're you really when you're and you know this if you hunt hogs a lot, you're not really thinking about the first shot. You're thinking about the mm-hmm. second shot because right. the first shot's a, almost a gimme. You know, you know mm-hmm. that pretty much you're going to drop the first hog right away, but you're trying to kind of uh, guess in your mind where those hogs are going to run to. So you're trying to lay out your best angle of shot and all that. So um, that second shot is difficult because of the fact that you kind of have to scramble to get though that hog in your field of view in that scope, because it is uh, zoomed in so far. So that's really what I found the most difficult about it. Other than the fact that it has a great picture image is just that, that magnification being right. so high. I never even used the, the two power or four power zoom on yeah. it, you know, it just, it was way too much. Um, well, the, the one other, thing I do want to say, I want to butt in here and say, yeah. that, you know, Hans talks about the first shots of gimme and drop the hog, you know, that that's Hans. Now for me and the, the everybody else <laughs> listening, you know, we, we, uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm, there's some I'm people kidding, that but, say, well, yeah. for Hans, it ain't a gimme. So yeah, but, uh, <laughs> they, they've watched your videos. You forgot they've seen the videos. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that, yeah. But, that, but, he, but he is right. And, and, and I want to make that point is that, it is that first shot. Everything's calm. Nothing's moving. You get the, all the time normally yeah. that you yeah. need. You're there, but you know, the minute you pull the trigger, all heck's going to break loose. Yep. And those hogs are going to be like ants. And that's when it's, you want some field of view right. to be able to get on the next hog. So that's that, exactly I didn't mean to interrupt right. you, but that's, I want to throw that. Out. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because you know, that, like you said, that first shot, everything's calm there. You, you know, you kind of lay it out the shot and you, you know wh- which hog you're going to shoot at first. But uh, like you said, when you shoot that first shot, it is, it's ants. <laughs> and you're trying to, <laughs> yes. you're trying to scam, scramble to find the next right. uh, target. Um, so, you know, that's, that's really the biggest drawback for me for this brand new scope. And like I said, I wanted to love it right out of the box. Uh, and there are going to be a lot of people out there that do love it. Uh, I know you've had a lot of calls and interest in it, mm-hmm. uh, this scope. And there's a lot of people out there that you say, you know what? I like uh, the magnification. I like the higher magnification scopes because I'm shooting coyotes out in, uh, out in the Midwest and I'm shooting them from 150 to 200 that's yards right. away. And I'm going to tell you, if that's your type of hunting, you're going to love it. Um, but, uh, you know, like I said, for me down here in East Texas, it's a little bit too much. Uh, the other thing that Jason mentioned is the, is the audio. Um, you know, there, there not being any audio with the recordings, uh, for somebody like me that creates content for YouTube, uh, putting together the videos, it, it does add an extra step of work for me when I'm putting the videos together. But, right. you know, there's a lot of people out there uh, that love to record hunts and not just sharing it on social media, but just to have it for themselves to, to show their buddies, you know? And so sure. uh, the audio thing can be overcome just by, if you're wanting to create it on YouTube, just splicing audio, recording it on your cell phone and then splicing the two together. It's not very difficult, but it is an extra step of work. So just, just know that, uh, just because there's no microphone on the scope doesn't mean that you can't add audio to a video. You can sure. by by other means. It's just a little bit of extra work to uh, to get in, you know, to get that on there. Yeah, and for the average guy that's, I mean, just going to be sharing this with his buddies, uh, it's not the end of the world. It's going to be a 30-second clip of, you know, of him shooting a hog and, and whatever. Not a big deal. It, it is a bigger deal when it comes to YouTube because if right. you're, you're putting out multiple stuff, people like to hear the shot. They like to, you know, right. it, more entertainment value there. So I wouldn't let it be a, a deal killer on any of these, these thermosite right. pros, but it is something to, to consider right. if you, yeah, if you do and, YouTube. Yeah. And, and another thing I want to talk about and mention uh, are the, 
the many different color palette choices that you have. Now, you and I have talked about this at great length. Mm-hmm. There's really only a couple that you and I use. Uh, I identify uh, hogs and coyotes within and white hot because it's easier for me to see them uh, mm-hmm. through trees, through the woods uh, with the white hot setting. And when I when I see my target, I immediately switch over to black hot. And I'll tell you the reason why, and really the only reason why I shoot in black hot. Uh, is because it looks better on video to me. When I'm posting videos up on YouTube, the feedback that I get is, hey, we really like the way the black hot looks on video. So that's really why I shoot video, uh, the, the black hot on video. But really everything else is in white hot. But there's many different color palette choices. Uh, really the most popular one that I, I hear a lot about is that outdoor alert where it's yeah. uh, where they have the kind of the orange and red on the, on the hot uh, you know, uh, on the animals. So that okay. it really, it really looks cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to interrupt here because this is a time for brutal honesty. Cause we right. said we were going to be honest on the show and I'm going to be honest. And, you know, uh, Hans and I do talk about this and look, the color palettes, um, sell these scopes. Right. People love to see them. It looks cool. I'm not going to lie, but when you really get behind the eyepiece of this and you do a lot of hunting, I think you're going to find that they're really not overly helpful. I mean, black, white, hot, that's standard on, on every thermal scope. Right. But when you, you get outside of that and you get into these rainbow and iron bow <laughs> and CP uh-huh. and all these different colors, I, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. And if you like it and it looks good to your eyes, use it. Right. But I really don't find it helpful. And uh, I find it actually distracting at times because there's so much going on, mm-hmm. uh, even with the outdoor outdoor alert, which is the most popular one. And I admit it does look good in videos, but I tried to use it one night. I was actually going to uh, shoot a coon with that 736 that was hanging off one of my corn feeders, spinning that spinner. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I said, oh, this is going to be great. I'll put an outdoor alert. I couldn't do it. I couldn't right. force myself. It was just too busy. So again, that's to each his own. But right. I want to say, don't buy this scope just because of those, because I, I don't want you to be disappointed that they work and they're right. there, but they're not like all of that. Yeah. And I would tell you, uh, for me, there's some, of, some of those color palettes that are, uh, just unusable. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm going to say that because, you know, when, when we're, when you're picking a, a color palette or, white hot or black hot what i'm looking for is what's what uh color option does my reticle stand out the best on yeah and you know for the rainbow and iron bow and like jason said uh, it's the contrast on that reticle versus the the thermal image is just not enough for me to feel confident confident taking shots but they're yeah. they're pretty to look at they get a lot of attention they people do. really like them but i think what they find is when they get it out in the field uh you know they're sticking with the basics and that's that's a great thing uh, and you know, for those that, that like to have the other different color options, it's there if you need it. Um, but like, like you said, I, I wouldn't buy it just because of some of those, some of the color right. options that we have, Absolutely. but, uh, but you know, I, I took it out. I used it a lot, killed a lot of hogs. Uh, and Jason, I know you got a chance to use it as well. Yeah, I did. I mean, I, I got a, I got a good bit of time behind it. I did kill multiple hogs with it. Um, I was actually able to, uh, I got some video. I haven't put it up yet. Uh, but I got. Uh, you know, video of coyotes at long distances, up to 400 yards. Um, I got hogs at long distances, uh, three, 350 yards. So 
It was really a, a great week. I got a, a fox at about two, 225 <laughs> yards. Yeah, I had wow. a lot going on. There was a, a lot happening. It was really a, a, a great few weeks to be using it. Just a lot happening on my place. But, and I'm going to try to, to, you know, not take too long here because I know we want to wrap this up. But, uh, Again, I want to just go ahead and, and, you know, mimic much of what Hans said here. I think it's a great scope. Uh, I think there's a lot of really good things about it. Image clarity is amazing. And I will say that anything compared to any of the, the 384 by 288 Pulsars, uh, any of the other 320s, I've never seen anything in the 300, you know, resolution, in those 300 pixels anywhere that matches the clarity of the 736. Now, I'm not going to tell you that it's the same as 640, but I am going to tell you that it, it will make you look twice. And the very first night that, you know, I got the shipment of these in, I couldn't wait till dark, grabbed one, went out, was looking around, and uh, I called Hans and I said, dude, this is unbelievable. <laughs> yep. and, and I told him, and I mean, I'll just be honest. I said, you know, uh, Pulsar and some of these other manufacturers, uh, even Trigicon, I mean, it's, you know, FLIR is knocking on that door. And, yep. and I can't wait to see the 640 in the same Boson core. And uh, so everybody's going to pay attention to this and they're going to have to react to this because I really think that this 736 image quality is setting a new standard uh, for, you know, again, the 320, 384 in, in that, that range. So, yep. uh, you know, I'm just going to try to hit on a couple high points real quick, things that, that I noticed or that, that uh, Hans mentioned that, that I thought of. He mentioned the reticle. That's one thing I really like about FLIR is rather than just having a black or white, uh, you know, crosshairs, You've got multiple colors, and my favorite is the aqua blue, and <laughs> it is it. I love it, and and so some people may hate it. I can hear Hong Kong probably doesn't <laughs> yeah. like it, but what I like about it is that it, and I use a small reticle. I don't like a I don't like a yeah. crosshairs that take yeah. up the whole screen. Some people do that. They're, those are in there. I like them small, but I like to be able to see them, and so with that aqua blue, it's. It's, I choose a thin crosshair, and it's just enough for me to feel like I can get that precision shot but not be annoying or taking away from mm -hmm. what I'm seeing on the display. So that's yeah. one cool thing that FLIR has, um, you know, over some of the competitions. So I, I really like that. And I think that I'm in a similar situation. I, I hunt a little bit longer distances than Hans does. I mean – uh, I, I can see, you know, right out my back door across my pasture, I can see 450 yards in one direction. So I, I do, uh, I do have some longer range stuff, but I still take my shots uh, extremely close. I mean, my average shot is going to be 40 yards with a long shot for me generally being 80. Now when the hogs are running off uh, after the, the first shot and they're scattering, yes, I'll definitely take shots at longer distances, 120 to 150 yards is a max probably for me. But, and even coyote hunting around here, uh, I'm going to try to get those, get those dogs in as close as I can. And so generally I wouldn't be taking shots over, you know, 100, 125 yards. Now, if I was taking shots all the time at 100 or more, then I think this would be a, a great option. 
But right. for these close range shots for me here in East Texas and for a lot of people in the South, a lot of us that are down here hog hunting, um, and I say, I know not all, all the South is, is wooded, but I know there's some farm country, but, but a lot of guys down here in the deep South, I think it's going to be too much magnification. But if you are in, in farm country or moving up through the Midwest in that corn belt, I think coyote hunting, it is going to be great but it is too much if you plan on on shooting a lot of stuff at 30, 40, and 50 yards. Um, Now, one more thing I will say, I know we're harping on this magnification, but that's the selling point of the scope, and that can also be the negative for some of us. But I think coyote hunting, if you're watching a coyote and that coyote's coming in from 300 yards and you're just watching him, watching him, watching him, watching him, it's not that big of a deal on the magnification. It, it's, it's not going to bother you like us that are walking up and there's 12 hogs out there in a group and you're trying to get on them, pick the biggest one, figure out where they're going to run. We have a lot more, we have a lot more going on after that first shot and, or, or even before right. than a coyote hunter. If you, if you can watch that dog come running in, you can stay on him. And I just don't think it's quite as big of an issue. Yeah, uh, and I would definitely agree with that. And, you know, uh, just with the, the, the magnification, like you said, we talked about it a lot, but that's that was one of the big selling points for this when FLIR released this. And, and like you said, uh, I think uh, in upcoming models that they put out down the road uh, with a couple of minor modifications, base, you know, magnification being one of them in the audio, uh, and if they put that in a 640 core, Man, it is, the other manufacturers uh, are going <laughs> to really going to have to keep up to you know to, to keep up but with some of the things that players doing. So I agree. And and one thing I will say in in a little bit of closing is that um, you know these seven thirty sixes that we've sold, the customers that I've talked to, you know, I made sure they knew what they were getting into. A lot of them had come from high magnification during the daytime. Uh, high, even some of them had used high magnification scopes at night, and some of the you know. Uh, Gen 3 stuff, and I've talked to them, and they love it. They right. they wouldn't want any less. They knew what they were getting. They love it. So mm-hmm. our experience is just going to be different than a lot of other people's, and, and that's going to you know sway our opinion some. But uh, overall, I killed hogs with it, and I was able to take those follow up shots. I dropped uh, you know a first hog at 50 yards uh, in a group, dropped the next one at about 60, 65 yards no problem uh, with them all running around. So it's, it's definitely doable, but right. um, I think big thing is image quality is it's, it's definitely there. And I can't wait to see the 536. <laughs> the 536. There's a lot of anticipation for the 536. And I know as soon as they come in, uh, you and I are going to be the, the first ones uh, to break it out of the box. And I know we're going to both be putting videos up on YouTube and all the socials. Uh, and are. speaking of that, uh, we appreciate y'all joining us on the show. You know, this is episode one. A lot of the things that you can expect are scope reviews. We're going to be talking and uh, in our introduction, we talked about a lot of the content that's going to be coming up now to find uh, us on all the social medias. You can find me on YouTube at Hans ETX on YouTube and on Instagram. Uh, same thing as Hans ETX and that's H A N S ETX. Please reach out to me. If you have any questions at all, uh, you can, uh, you know, message me through Instagram and YouTube and, and Jason with your contact stuff. Yeah. I mean, um, you can find me. I mean, obviously the website is outdoorlegacygear.com. Uh, again, outdoorlegacygear.com, but feel free to call. If you have questions about this scope, uh, any other night vision or thermal imaging, 
call me. That number is 877-350-1818. And you can call me pretty much five days a week, anytime during the day. This is my full-time job. All I do is sell night vision and thermal. Uh, it's all I've done for several years. So this is, uh, it's my, my life. It's my passion. And so you can catch me anytime there. If you do want to find me on, you know, I'm on Facebook, Outdoor Legacy Gear. Uh, same thing. YouTube is at Outdoor Legacy Gear. Uh, and once again, same thing on Instagram. So <laughs> all the social medias, that's where we're at. Yep. But we will be glad to, I know Hans and I both answer any questions uh, anything you've got, we're, we're glad to do it. I mean, just feel free to, to call me anytime. Yeah. And we're going to, uh, hopefully what you can tell is we're going to give you a, uh, an honest ass assessment of the scope and it, you know, what Jason's good at when you call is really finding out your conditions and helping you get into a scope, uh, whether it be a, a FLIR, a, you know, a, a pulsar, a sight mark, whatever it is, he's going to put you in the one that's best for your conditions. And it, it might not be the one that you called for, and it might be one that's less expensive. Uh, <laughs> that's but, a, you know, that's, that's my signature trait. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> so we're going to, you know, it, we're going to give you what we honestly uh, think about the scopes and the conditions that's that right. we hunt in. And from that, you can take that information and make an uh, educated decision on, on what type of scope you want to uh, get moving forward, but we appreciate you tuning in, Jason. I appreciate you being yeah. on the call, having me on the call. We're going to be doing this again a lot and having some guests. Uh, some, like I said, this is a, a lighthearted show. We're going to be serious about the equipment, the equipment that we talk about, but we're going to joke around uh, all together at the same time. So that's right. Well, uh, and and I'm just going to tell you right now, we've got to wrap this up because I've got to go see if those hogs are still out there. I I'm know just, it. I'm I just know. antsy in my chair right now. I, I have know. To know. <laughs> well, we'll let y'all we'll let y'all go, Jason. Uh, you know, yep. I appreciate it, and uh, y'all keep making them bacon pancakes, and uh, we'll check y'all check y'all yeah. next week. All right, next thanks time. for listening. podcast you just heard was recorded with anchor if you want to make your own download the android or ios app completely free from anchor.fm slash podcast that's anchor.fm slash podcast